0: 11 and under are excused. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. That's a really um, good song for me. That's a song I learned in sign language. And uh, it's a really good song. I taught some some students how to do it. Something I used to do. um, I had a drama team called Proclaimers and we did sign songs. So we would take worship songs and we would sing them in sign language and i just love the pour out and i would just when you pour out you pour out and and i just loved it and so we pour out our praises and i love lord except they always want you to do lord like this because he's our banner or you do king and you do it across down and i just never liked it going down and so i always kind of rebelled but the true singers they don't like it that i did that but i always do king and i always do lord because he is sitting in heavenly places, and so I always kind of reflect that he's up in heaven, he's not down here, but I get the scripture that says the Lord is our banner, and it's to make a banner across you, and I understand that side too, but man, there's just something about the recognition that the Lord is sitting in the heavenly heavenly places, watching over us and helping us in in the things that we do, and and I worship him, and I love worshiping God, and um, yeah, it's just yeah, worship is a, is a special place in my heart. And so when she's saying dance before the Lord, I know I shared a little bit last week that I was the one that had the voice, right? I was the one who's always loud in my church, always yelling, woo yeah, praise the Lord, and running around the church. That was me. And everybody would be like, there she goes again. I was the girl that people preach about, right? You always have that one crazy person who's like, woo! And they go flying around the church. That's me. Okay, that's who I was. I have a, an amazing zeal for God. God has touched my life in amazing ways, tangible ways. Um, it's not just like you know the scripture that says when Jesus tells people blessed are those who have not seen and yet they believe I don't feel like I'm one of those (laughs) and I think that I like I know better I guess Um, I have been touched by the grace of God in um, manifestations of the Holy Spirit and miraculous healings and uh, it's my desire for everybody I minister to to be touched in a tangible way by the Holy Spirit because man when you get touched tangibly by god um you there's just no denying you just can't deny him from that point on you're in you're like you're in after that you walk away from that and lord help you you know lord help you if you walk away when you've been tangibly touched by the holy spirit of god and um but blessed are those who come and and receive in faith and they endeavor for that presence of god to show up in their lives and he will he will show up. You just have to keep pursuing it. And he'll show up because he's no respecter of persons. What he's done for me, he will do for you also. Anybody else who desires. he—he, he, It's not just for me. It's for everybody. Everybody who wants to endeavor to go after God. You just got to endeavor and go after him. And actually that leads me to where we're going. Um, let me just, uh, worship was good. I feel like I don't need to pray, but I need to give on honor and place to God Um, so Father God we give this time to you we set this season for you Um, these are your people this is your word do what you will here in this service it's all about giving you glory and imparting your truth into their hearts Father we give you all of the praise and all of the glory it is your breath in our lungs God we give all of our praise to you we pour it out to you God for you are worthy in the name of Jesus Christ we pray Amen. amen amen So I wanted to minister on uh, God is for you, and I just want you to know God is for you. And I don't care who you are and I don't care what you've done, I want you to know that God is for you. I don't care what kind of awful, nasty thoughts you have had, God is for you. I don't care who you hate in this world, God is for you. I don't care what kind of a job you have, God is for you. It doesn't matter. God is for you regardless it doesn't matter what matters is what you do with God once you know God that's when it starts mattering but everything else doesn't matter and even when it starts mattering when you know God and start dealing with the things of God we still have grace and it's not of works and I ministered that last week and the Lord said say it again that it is not by works that you have been saved it is by grace The scripture says, I think it's Hebrews, didn't write it down. It's not Hebrews, it's Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians really quick, because I want to say it right. It's for by grace you have been saved, not of works. It's in Ephesians 2. It's not of works, it's a gift of God. Where is it, Lord? Just saw it. Okay, well, I'm not remembering the correct word, the correct scripture. If anybody's got it, you can shout it out. Thank you. Two eight. Uh-huh. Hebrews. Mm-hmm. You, oh shoot, For I'm in. You know what? Amen. Thank you. I was in Hebrews. You guys, praise the Lord. No wonder I couldn't find it. Thank you, Jesus. So, Ephesians 2, eight, For it is by grace that you have been saved. It's the grace of God. We don't deserve it. There's nothing we could have done to deserve it. And repeat the rest of it for me. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Through faith. And, and, that, not of your, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Not of your works that no one would boast. Not of your works that no one should boast. So, it's the grace of God. That when we think that we've achieved something, we really haven't achieved anything because it's by the grace of God that we are able to achieve anything. The song was talking about asking Him for wisdom and asking Him for vision, His vision so we can see the things that He sees like He sees it and for wisdom to know the things that He knows so we can know them the same way. It's all by grace. It's all by grace. And He has come and abundantly supplied life unto you and he is for you. And if he did so, if he did that, if he came and went to the cross and did everything that he did, he has got to be for you. How on earth would somebody who would, would go to the cross and die, the crucifixion, the, the stripes on his back and then being hung up on a cross with knives, knives, nails driven into his hands and his feet to hang there for your redemption, how could he not be for you? Look what he's already done. Look what he's already done. So he's for you. It doesn't matter what age, it doesn't matter what race, it doesn't matter what color, it doesn't nothing matters. It doesn't matter how smart you are, it doesn't it doesn't matter what type of education that you've had or don't have and it doesn't matter. The grace of God is for everybody. He paid for everybody and He is for you. He is for you. Even when you're messing up on your worst day. He's still going, you got this. (laughs) You can do this. You can do this. Remember my ways. Remember my ways. Remember, I'm for you. Think on good things. So let's look at John 10.10. Jesus paid for not just our redemption. Well, as people portray redemption. Redemption is so much more than just going to heaven redemption is having a prosperous life it's having a whole life uh, with prosperity and health and healing and well-being and a sound mind that is that is redemption it's a whole package yes ma'am absolutely Can pray? Can you pray? sure absolutely okay the pastoral office do you want to pray it's your people Did you want to pray, Pastor Sharon? Go ahead. Name. Marion. Polk. Is that Polk? Yeah, Polk? Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. And we lift up Polk to you right now. We thank you, Father God, that by Jesus' stripes she is healed. We thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against her shall prosper in the name of Jesus Christ. We command any sickness, any disease, any germ, any virus that is trying to attach itself to her body right now, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ and we curse you. We command you to dry up and dissipate and no longer bear fruit in her body. No longer fruits of sickness, no longer fruits of disease, but fruits of health and healing and well-being in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father God, this will be a testimony of your righteousness, of your goodness, and of your faithfulness, of your saving grace. God in the name of Jesus we thank you that you give the doctors wisdom Lord in the name of Jesus that they are quick to to understand and to know exactly what she needs father in the name of Jesus we stand in faith in her redemption and her healing right now for by your stripes God by your stripes your word says that by your stripes she was healed therefore she is healed and it manifests in her body by the anointing of the Holy Spirit we thank you for it, Father God. We give you all of the praise and all of the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God is for her. <laughs> amen. God is for her. Are you going? Amen. You betcha. Amen. So John 10.10. 10. John ten ten says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. So that's what's happening right now. But Jesus came, so he says, I have come that i that they might have life, and that they have more abundantly. God is for you, and God wants you to have abundant life. Amen. He's for you, and he wants you to have an abundant life of peace and health and well being and prosperity. Go ahead, honey, it's okay. Do you need cars moved? Yes. Okay. You got everybody you need? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So He's for us. He's for you. He wants you to have health, well-being, peace, prosperity, wisdom. He wants you to have those things. He died that we might have life and life more abundant. So if you're not living an abundant life, If you're not seeing an abundant life, you can step back and look at it and say, wait a minute, this doesn't look abundant. So now, what do I need to do to make it an abundant life? Because God says, I can have an abundant life. That's what he says. He promises you to have an abundant life. So it's not looking abundant. Step back and take a look. What can I do, God? What's my part? Because we do have a part. Now, it's not by works that we're saved. It's by grace. But when we're walking out our salvation, our redemption, we do have a part to play. We do lift our hands in praise and worship. We do give him glory. These are the things he wants us to do. So what does God require of you? Let's go to Luke 4. And I know I ministered about this um, at the youth event that we had. But these are the requirements of God. Well, first, we have the first and the greatest command, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself, right? So if it's good for you, it's good for your neighbor, right? If you're going to have grace for yourself, you need to have grace for your neighbor, right? So, it, you know, you got to think along those lines. So, but God's first. And then our part is in Luke 4. And we'll just start at verse 1. Then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when, when they had ended, the 40 days, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. Doesn't the devil tell you that sometimes? Oh, if God really was for you, wouldn't this be a little bit easier? right? But the, the Word doesn't promise us that we won't have tribulations. He just says it will overcome our tribulations. Amen? Amen? And that's what the Word says. So Jesus says in verse 4, But Jesus answered him saying, It is written. So this is part of your responsibility. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So what's your responsibility? To live by the Word of God. Oh... Oh, <laughs> oh! There's your responsibility right there. There's one of your responsibilities to have an abundant life. You gotta live by the Word of God. You gotta do the things that the Word of God says to do. You gotta open it, and you gotta read it to know even know what it says, right? You heard this. You're gonna get more fruit out of this because I know you heard this already. You're gonna it'll bear more fruit. Sometimes it's planted, sometimes it's watered, and then God gives increase. You'll bear fruit out of this. Amen. So you got to get into the Word. you got to even know what it says in order to do it. She was talking earlier about dancing before the Lord with all of our might. That is a fact, Jack. That is a fact. Do you not go to baseball games and you're like, yeah! You know, you're screaming, you're jumping up and down, right? Well, God deserves far more glory than our greatest football players. Amen? Amen. He really does. Far more glory than our president. Far more glory than any amazing movie star that you think is totally awesome he deserves all that all your hooping and hollering give it to him give it to God so man shall not live by bread alone but by every word of God so that's how you need to start learning how to live is by every word of God so you gotta open it to know what it says verse 5 then the devil taking Jesus up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you, and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whoever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, This is your second responsibility. Right here. Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. You shall worship the Lord your God, And him only shall you serve it doesn't mean that you don't go get a job it doesn't mean that you don't get to have a fun life that's not what that means some people think they'll tell you about religion and they'll say well you have to just not do anything i'm telling you i live that life of drinking i live the life of partying i live the life of doing what i want this life is so much better it is it because there's peace in tribulations and trials they come sure we have our battles as well but man I'm victorious over them I don't go, I don't run to the bottle anymore to hide my my sorrows or my shame those things have been completely exposed in Christ and he still has accepted me in, in all of it in all of the failures of who I am as a person God's redeemed it and he said no way no way by grace you have been saved it's not of works it's not of yourself it's because i love you i redeem you i know what you've been going through come on with me he says come unto me all ye who are heavy laden and weary and i will give you rest for your souls your soul your mind your will and emotions he does he rests this man there's rest up here now i don't dwell in tormental thought torment of thoughts It's good. I learned how to dwell in the peace and the love of God. Because I opened the word, I did the first part. That I started learning how to live by the word of God. Now you don't have to be a preacher to live by the word of God. It's for everybody to live by the word of God. Amen? Amen? Amen. And you can do it. By His grace, you can do it. So we shall worship the Lord our God and only Him shall we serve. So in serving God, we put Him first. In worshiping Him, we put Him first we don't put our kids first we don't put our jobs first which i've done i've done both i put my job way first i mean i i had an amazing job given to me not given but offered to me and i thought well okay lord you know it it was it's 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 a it's a process to get to a pulpit and it took a long time and so i thought okay i guess i'm not called to the pulpit father so okay So I'll go make a lot of money in this amazing job, and I'll just tithe like crazy. I'll just give it all to the kingdom. I was really excited to do that. But in that process, I kind of set aside the ministries I was in so I could make this money. I had to train up. I had a six-week training program, and I was making very good money. Right, babe? Remember when I took that job? Yeah. I mean, I was making really good money. And I kind of set down the things of God, thinking I wasn't called into ministry and thinking that this is what he wanted for me, just to make money. And man, it wasn't six weeks later, man, he removed me from that job like quick, like snap, <laughs> like snap quick. And I'm like, what, what? I don't get this, God, I don't get this. And I was putting the job before him. Regardless if it was pulpit or not, I used the, that for my process of taking the job. But I put that before him. And so that was my mistake. So don't make that mistake make sure that you have time to come to church make sure that you have time to serve in ministries the only way this place is going to grow is if ministries rise up, if leaders rise up and start leading some things and just even ministering on Sundays, I don't even have the responsibility of this church but even just me coming on Sundays there is a heaviness that comes with it there's a responsibility that, that walks with me all week until this day so there's, there's a heaviness that the Lord starts ministering to my heart. And that's not even the responsibility of a pastor. A pastor continuously walks in that heaviness of a church. And so people need to come in and start doing things that she can focus on the word better. And that's how you serve him. You come in the church. I mean, I remember, I was there. I'm like, what can I do? <laughs> Here I am. And what do you want me to do? Where can I go? I served in everything. Everything. They handed me, I didn't care. I was taking trash. If I saw trash on the floor, I took it out. If I saw overflowing trash can, I took it out. If I was walking by Baby Life, the children's ministry and there was a stinky diaper, I grabbed the trash and I took it out. Nobody had to tell me to do anything. I was serving God, not man. When you think you're serving the person, that's where you'll find the mistake. Because you know, then you think it's you're just serving the person that is over, you're thinking you're serving the shepherd. You're not. In everything that you do, you're serving God in all of it. it. It's a worship to Him, and it's a service to God. So you're not serving man in those ministries. You're serving God. So, serve the Lord. First responsibility. Live by every word of God. So you got to open it. you got to read it. you got to know what it says. And then you've got to worship the Lord, and only Him shall you serve. Put Him first in every area. Verse 9, then the devil brought him to Jerusalem, set him on a high pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he shall give, his angels charge over you to keep you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash a foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, it has been said, here's your third point, here's your third responsibility, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. You can't tempt God with your salvation and your redemption there are a lot of people who are doing it right now there's a lot of people I know who just think that the grace extends without any responsibility on their part I can do it because I'm just going to call them the grace of God but you're tempting God in that and even Jesus said well yeah God's going to if I jump off the cliff of course God will pick me up because I'm Jesus right he'll send his angels to take care of it but we're not supposed to do that We're not supposed to just say, well, I'm going to go do this just because the grace of God is there. Just because I can rest on the grace of God. You can't do it. Don't tempt the Lord your God. You just got to read the word. Know how to live by the word. You got to put God first and serve him first. And don't tempt him in areas that you think you're going to be able to get away with it. That conviction in your heart, don't run from those things. (laughs) <laughs> when that thing rises up, take care of it. Take care of it. So I think I saw a post, Facebook post, I thought was pretty good. It said, uh, oh, "Something. Uh, your first mistake is a mistake. The second time, it's a choice." <laughs> Dang! I read that. And went, "Oh, I've so done that. I have so you know made a mistake over and over again, and then it's like, okay, I know I'm making the choice." But man, that hit home when when I saw that post. I went, okay. And we all falter. We all do things. But God is so for you. It's just amazing to love him and to know him and to get in the word and to come to Sunday service and serve him collectively as a body and come together and do that. He honors those things. He really does. He honors those things. And he loves those things. So Enoch walked with God. And this will help you. I believe this will help you. Uh, Let's go to Hebrews 11. And I'm going to close with this one. I'm going to start at verse 1 and we'll just read it and then we'll close up on Enoch. So Hebrews 11 verse 1 Now faith is the substance of the things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it the elders obtained a good testimony by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God meaning he spoke it out and it became a substance so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible so the world was made but we can't see God but his works testify of him the world itself testifies that there's a god verse 4 by faith abel offered to god a more excellent sacrifice than cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous god testifying of his gifts and, the, and through it he being dead the gift still still speaks verse 5 by faith enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because enoch had this testimony For before he was taken, he had this testimony. That he pleased God. I want to be a God pleaser. Amen? You guys want to be a God pleaser? Right? I do too. So I really thought about that one for a while. This one just hooked on me for a little bit. Verse 6 says, But without faith it's impossible to please God. Okay. So Enoch pleased God. And then it says, Without faith it's impossible to please God. So we have to have faith. And this is what we have to do. For he who comes to God must believe that he is... And then second, you have to believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Those three points I just gave you, that is you diligently seeking after God. That is you keeping God in your life. When you open up the word of God and it tells you to pray, you need to pray. There's all sorts of scriptures about talking to God and and fellowshipping with God. When you first know a friend at school, or when you first know a spouse, when you're just courting in a spouse, or you're just starting to know someone in school, junior high is tough. High school's not too bad, but junior high can be tough. You really don't know the person until you start spending time with them, right? You don't really know if you can trust them with your heart, you don't know if you want to trust them with your secrets. You know, those those deep secrets that are in there. Until you get to know them. Until you start communicating with them and fellowshipping with them. I encourage you, every one of you, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. It doesn't matter. I encourage you to spend time talking to God. Shut your bedroom door and just talk to him. He already knows all the ickiness in your heart and yet he still loves you. (laughs) And believe me, he knows. There's nothing hidden from him. There's nothing hidden from him. He knows and he's waiting for you to share it with him so he can help you deal with it. So give him your all in all. Give him your heart. Start opening up yourself to him. He won't hurt you. He never embarrasses you. He never shames you. And he never guilts you. If you're feeling guilty, shamed, and guilt, that's not of God. That's the devil trying to keep you bound in something. But if you're feeling like, oh, dang, that was, oh, one good, snap, bad, right? That's a conviction. That's from God. When he's like, dude, straighten it up. And you're like, okay, got it, sorry. That's, that's conviction of God. But when you're like, oh, my God, I just, oh, my gosh, I can't even show my face. I can't. I can't lift my hands in worship. I can't. I can't. I can't. That's not God, whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. He wants you to be free because He wants you to lift His hands to you because He wants that to be a testimony to the world that He has redeemed your life, that He has set you free from bondages, that you have the freedom to worship Him and to shout His holy name from the rooftops, and you are not ashamed of Him and He's not ashamed of you. Woo! Amen. That is a good word. <laughs> Don't be ashamed of him, because he is certainly not ashamed of you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. So stay in the word. Talk to God. Develop. Cultivate the relationship. You gotta put him first. You gotta serve him. And put him first in your life. We did we did it with soccer. We put the kids first in soccer. And God's like, Stop, I bailed out first. And then Jim was like, We can't do this again. She was in a what was she in bed? the season traveling all stars soccer traveling all stars soccer so she was always going to California on Sundays Saturdays and Sundays and uh, the Lord convicted my heart and I'm like I can't go with you guys I have to stay and serve God and um, and he did it for a little bit and then he's like okay we can't do this anymore we gotta get back into church you know And uh, so anyway so God is for you I want you to know that to know that to know that to know that to no end, God is for you. I don't care any, any mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter. He's for you. He's for you. He's for you. He is so for you. Glory be to God. He is so for you. Do you have something, Angela? No? Oh, okay. Anyway, praise the Lord. And if anybody had um, any prayer requests or anything, you guys can come on up. We'd love to pray with you. I love praying for people. I love stirring them up. I know I have a zeal in my heart. And... Uh, You do? Oh, then share, girl. Yeah. And then when she's done, we'll be up here for prayer if anybody would like some prayer. Amen? But be blessed, knowing God is for you. Amen.